The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome to my brother, my brother, me and advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. And I'm your sweet baby, baby, Griffin, the Swamp Thing McElroy. <laughs> hey, Swamp Thing, we're so happy you could make it on the program. Get off that hoverboat, what's, a, what's you afraid of? You're going to get your feet all swampy. It's <laughs> a good earth down in there. Or Justin, hi- stop interrupting him. Just let him talk like that. Join my hydration Alex. specialist, uh, Griffin Mack. Grab yourself a hurricane, baby. Grab yourself a. Wait, where's it? Where am I going <laughs> where now? Go? Whoa. <laughs> where in the world is Griffin? Hold on tight. This, this magic back, carpet of accidents back at home. Orleans, baby. Uh, you never know where you're going to end up. Is it going to be Nolans or is it going to be the Deep South? Wait, where is this house? Is Florida? just fluctuating back and forth across the Gulf of Mexico. I'm a mystified Floridian, and I've never seen anything like this before. <laughs> no, and here we go back to the Zatarans. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Foghorn Lazidico, maybe you could uh, st- tell us why your accent has been so impacted. Well, I just got back from New Orleans. Where I have myself a lot of ratatouille. <laughs> <laughs> on the plane there, I watched the movie I Ratatouille. Went, I went down to Nolans and a mouse cooked me on my meal. <laughs> Walked around for like fucking a hundred miles because they uh, they haven't invented public transportation yet down in Nolans, and I did develop myself a hemorrhoid big enough to draw a face on. <laughs> You know, a lot of times when you're in New Orleans, uh, you you will ask that a mouse prepare your food, but you really need to go back into the kitchen to make sure, because mm-hmm. they will try to tell you that a mouse has prepared your food. A lot of times, it's a possum. You yeah. know, it's it's not it's not even a mouse. I got or it's a guy named possum. Got myself a flank steak, sixteen ounces. How's a mouse even gonna pick up something that big? Mm-hmm. You tell me that. You can't do it. Don't be afraid of this swamp water. Do they have a? Did you take a traveler? Oh God, yeah. No, that's, that's like Savannah, Georgia. But well, yeah, no, you, you can do that as long as it's an open plastic container. You can drink whatever the fuck. You can drink heroin out of it as long as it's an open <laughs> solo cup. If you did, can you just get chug into any voodoo? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, did you eat any voodoo donuts? I ate twelve voodoo donuts, and every time I did, a bigger donut was <laughs> destroyed. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> My you know jelly. Big, Travis was staring at that big donut out in L.A., and it just all of a sudden started evaporating. It just got just completely wrecked. The big I donut from the travel back in time and stop the donut's parents from meeting. Mm-hmm. With the time traveling voodoo donut. What are we doing? Uh, uh, I don't know. This sounds like a we're reciting the lyrics of a Cherry Palm Daddy's record. Time traveling voodoo donut. Come on out with the flank steak made by a mouse. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> That's no. more Brian Setzer territory. You know what, Kmart? This is worth the three ninety nine I paid for the CD. I'm glad I made this purchase. This is a worthy follow up. Um, no, I had a I had a terrific time in Nolens. I was just, I was kidding about uh, going near swamp water. Not so much about the hemorrhoid. Um, <laughs> so if you haven't listened to our podcast before, what we do is we take uh, your questions, we mix them up with a little. Cajun spice, and then we uh, turn them into wisdom. Got that? Got that Creole comedy? <laughs> Creole comedy, right here oh. on my brother, my brother, me. Let's get into it. Every time I hold open two doors in a row, like walking out of a shopping mall, I'm not sure if I should expect the person to thank me twice, or if the initial thank you for the first door is implied for the second door. Vice versa, if someone holds open two doors for me. Should I say thank you both times or just the one for everything? That's from the Curious Courteous Canuck in Canada. I'm, I'm um, confused by the question I, because... Me too. I, I always understood it to be whoever holds the first door... Door. ...walks through the second door while you hold it. Like, oh, yeah. Right. So, I think so a this... World War II veteran, a 102-year-old War, well, World uh, War II veteran, you say, hey... Frank, what the fuck? I thought we had each other there. Otherwise, Griffin, what you're looking at is I open first door, right? Person walks through. Then they wait for me to then get to the second door. Yeah. It's like a If they have to wait, if they have to wait, you fucked up. You got to juke around them. What is this weird Cinderella's footman? Like, I I did. What what happened, Pastor? Excuse me. Let's get the second door for you. I'm saying that's what's expected of you when you run into a 100, a, 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 a surviving member of the greatest generation. If you juke around them. One of, but one I of was, Nick Fury's howling commando. But if they don't thank you again, <laughs> fuck them forever. I don't care if you were on the beaches well, of Normandy. Well, it's hard for them to thank you because they're constantly howling. Well, I don't think that was a thing. Um, I, I think it's weird to hold open both doors. I think that the person would probably be so distracted by your desperate need to touch doors that they wouldn't think to say thank you twice. They would be too busy thinking, what are they doing? So it's understand. a so it's a thank you and then a what the fuck? Like what are you doing? At, w- at what point does holding the door open just become such standard courtesy that it's just like, oh no, it's it's you can only go negative if you don't do it. Like the courtesy is to hold open the door. Like to to me now, if I'm like walking through a door and someone's right behind me and I don't hold it, I'm like, oh, I'm a jerk. And when I do hold it, I'm like, oh, I'm just a human being. Like I'm just a normal person who didn't close a door in someone's face. It's not courtesy. It's just like basic human nature. Mm-hmm. My uh, and, like, so my- I don't think I, sh- I I don't need to be thanked for that. Like you not hating me is thanks enough. My peripheries all fucked up. I basically don't have it. I'm basically a horse um, with those this cool horse glasses on. Mm-hmm. And um, I never know when a human being's behind me, which would make me very vulnerable in, say, like a ninja scenario mm-hmm. uh, or just a sneaky murderer. Um, I would just have no idea. There could be one behind me right now. I Hold on. There's not. Um, no, <laughs> not. Uh, so I almost never... Uh, hold the door open in the style that Travis has just described, where it's just like you walk through it, and maybe you give it like an extra second or two of leverage. Uh, I fuck that up a lot, which my wife can attest to, because I just I she has seen me fuck that up a lot with her perfect periphery. It is often a very funny moment to me, though, where like I see someone go through a door in front of me, 
they let go of the door, then see that I'm there, and you watch their hand like kind of move as they're like, "Should I? I should I grab it? No, it's too late now. Just gotta keep going." Ugh. Ugh. Uh, we could do an, a whole episode about door holding. Because what's the etiquette of when you hold it and then the person who's coming actually slows way down? Or maybe they're just much slower. Than, yeah, we could. We could there is no war. There is no worse uh, 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 lock of the gaze than I'm opening this door for you and you are too far away. Mm-hmm. And we both know it. And I don't know where we go from here. <laughs> if you speed up, I feel bad. If you slow down, then you're going to feel awkward about it. It's a nightmare. The only thing worse than that is the um, like the church letting out where you hold open the door for one person and pretty soon like thirty people are walking through. Yeah, I would you're say stuck that's stuck in that like. Oh, when do I let go? I oh, at some point you, you have to just let this? it go and uh, walk. Yeah, I, w- I would actually agree with you, Travis. That is the only worse thing. <laughs> I meant in a door context. Do you guys want a Yahoo? Sure. Uh, this Yahoo was sent in. Wait, I have a question that I meant to ask. Oops. How do they do it in Japan, Griffin? How would I hold a door open uh, in the Japanese style? Well, I'm glad that you've asked this, Justin. Um, all of the doors in Japan are hard light holograms. Do you guys want a Yahoo or not? <laughs> Fucking tell me, yeah. tell me now. Yeah. <laughs> I am going to get in the Japanese style going as my brother. We'll get some fucking hard, get some hard light hologram doors <laughs> and stop fucking tipping. Uh, this Yahoo is asked, sent in by Drew Davenport, level billion Drew, Drew Shaman. He is a shaman of the Drew arts. Thank you. A druid. What the fuck? How have we been it's fucking been right this up there. this long? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Drew, it's by Yahoo Answers user Just Me who asks. Okay. They land on Mars. Then what? Like, what are they going to do? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> it's a really. This person has this in a goof. They're, that is going to cross somebody's mind when they so touch down. Like, there's that mission. Like, I never thought we'd get this far. We didn't really plan oh, fuck. to actually so land. I guess um, we, I, look, guys, I found a rock. Yeah, me too. Fuck. Okay. Did you guys bring any bags or anything to put the rocks in? Or Yeah. I mean, they're not coming back. Like, this is this mission. What is it? Like, 100 people like get there, and they're like, fucking, all right, we're here. We're the first people to die on Mars. We're going to have a Martian baby. Fuck. It's super fucked up. Let's, um... Okay. There's nothing. There's nothing funnier to me. Like obviously, I think like I don't know. I'm sort of a mix of of two minds about the whole like going to like live on Mars. Like that's your life if you want to spend it that way. I you know it's like you're gonna be alone. There's gonna be other people there. That's fine. It's not actually gonna happen, by the way. But like I I think that that's that's fine. What I like is the the decision that they definitely aren't going to be able to figure out a way back. Like, it is not even on the list of, like... <laughs> that would probably be day two. Day one, we did some experiments on some rocks. Day two, should we, like, try and build another ship? Can we turn these rocks into <laughs> like, fuel? Because they just fucking launched House of Cards season three, and I would very much like to see that before I die in 60 years. Yeah, All I so know that- is that, for me, like, every time I pack to, like, go to San Francisco, you know, three hours away, I'm like, ooh, what am I forgetting? And Teresa always reminds me, don't worry, like they have toothbrushes there. You know, they have yeah. socks there. Not so much with Mars. What if you not, land not and really. you're like, oh, I didn't bring socks. Socks. I forgot socks. Can anyone oh, get wow. on the Wi-Fi here? Oh, no, you can't because we're. No, there isn't any. We fucked up because we're on the fourth rock from the sun. How, so you're going to Mars, huh? Yeah. How do you think, how do you think the effort to make another ship there is going to go? Well, bad. 
Probably well, not I don't know how to make biscuits from scratch, so probably not build a rocket ship. Do they have? They don't have water per se, and I've been, heard that's important vis-a-vis living. Hmm. I so, thought we would just go to Mars. NASA doesn't. They don't have it here. Can I? Hey guys, I'm going to Mars tomorrow for the rest of my life. Can anyone recommend any good iPad games I can download for the trip <laughs> that will last me for the rest of my life? I've heard this Monument Valley game is good. Will it last me for the rest of my life? <laughs> well, I also know, might need your, a battery backup. What what the phrase the rest of your life means is va- vastly different when you're headed to a planet that does not have water on it. Because mm-hmm. that, that raises a lot more question marks about exactly how long of a span we're talking about. Because if there. it did, fucking Interstellar would have been a much shorter film. And a much yeah. better film, I would say. 20 minutes. We need to find life on another planet. Oh, there's Mars. I guess we can just, like, fucking cab over there. Can we share an Uber? Okay. Here we are. They also have decided that, like, it's also a sort of negative uh, saying, like, yeah, we're going to go die on Mars. It's kind of a weird, like, uh, point of view on how you think humanity's space travel development is going to go. Hey, do you think in your lifetime... Humanity will have a rocket that can get both to Mars and back. Like, that doesn't seem that crazy if you think about it. Like, all you need is a ship that can make the return journey. Like, Justin, why, how many people do you think sit there and go, I'm going to go die on Mars? <laughs> like, that's what, that, that's what they're they, doing. That's what they're doing. <gasps> that's what they're all doing, Travis. Like, that is the that is the deal. None of them have, have like, are even thinking about a return trip. Like, that, this is what they're doing. Do you think they just finished Breaking Bad? And we're like, well, that's it. That's as good well, as it gets. So not going to get any better than that. They're, these people are heroes. And then they're, like, in the ship, and they see a, a billboard as they're flying <laughs> out for Better Call Saul. Like, wait! Oh, shit. No, no, I would love that character. I, I forgot think- I love my kids or whatever. Send me back. I think you can own. I'm these people are science heroes, and we're goofing on them, and we shouldn't be because they're fucking science heroes. And I'm fucking. I am picking up what they are putting down in a major way. But what are y'all gonna do up there for real, though? I, give me a team of like eighty-five year olds and shoot them up there, fucking space cowboys too. Let's go die together on Mars. Cool. <laughs> I'm fine with that because you can you can squeeze fucking 15 years out of euchre. You can squeeze 15 years out of the game hearts. Bring I, a super hard puzzle. Or just bring up a billion piece puzzle and you're cool. You're probably even going to have a better time up there than you would in Florida. But like fucking oh man, what are you Here's gonna my pitch do for up the movie. There? Like 185 year olds and one like Totally tubular 15-year-old. Oof. And, and his skateboard. Because the lesson gravity is going to make for some sick, sick tricks. While all the 85-year-olds are like, stop skateboarding on Mars. And I want to watch that movie. And then, uh, cut, to, cut, to, uh, cut to the mom just shouting, we forgot Kevin on the spaceship to Mars. He's going to Mars. Planet alone. Home alone five. He's going to do sick kickflips. But uh, also die. <laughs> also die on Mars. <laughs> Next question. I love watching X-Files. But sometimes it's just a little too freaky watching it at night by myself. No one will watch it with me, and I have a vividly active imagination. How do I cure my heebie-jeebies so I can watch my show without having night terrors? And that's from ooh, in Oklahoma. I hope I said that right. I get it. I like, I am with you. I like spooky stuff, but I have to keep it 
in the daytime hours. Rachel and I have actually stopped watching Walking Dead. Well, we should probably just stop watching Walking Dead, period. Uh, but we have stopped making it the last thing we watch before we go to bedtime. Not just because it's, like, scary or whatever, because it isn't. Um, but it is fucking depressing. And that's my bigger mm-hmm. thing, is, like, if a show is going to be just sort of unswervingly dark. I fucked up last night. I watched the House of Cards season three first episode, which has some, let's call it dark material in it. And fuck my fuck my rims up. Fuck my rim cycle right up. And I wish I hadn't done it. So I, I feel you. You just got to set a timer on that shit. I, I, we, even we when that was like Walking goof- Dead, where it was like, we can't do this the last thing before we go to sleep. And then it was, we can't watch this, you know, when we're just a couple hours away from bed. And then it was, we can't watch it after six. And then it just... And then it was, we can't watch it because they're not fucking doing anything on that show anymore. They're just walking around and dying. It's a good name for the show because they're just walking around and then one of them will (laughs) die. They should just... Why don't you just like watch X-Files with your morning coffee? Like to start your day, you're going to watch a dude crawl through like an air duct and dislocate his bones and eat someone's liver or whatever while you sip on your coffee and eat your Cheerios. Jumpstart your day with some spooks and some scares. Jumpstart your way the Scully way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) X-Files. The best part of waking up is a boneless man in your ducks eating your liver. (laughs) Because for me, like, I, I, I would watch stupid scary stuff. Like, are you afraid of the dark? And the episodes that were legit just like goofy and stupid. But then my brain would kick over to like, oh, that was stupid. But what if? And then pretty soon I was up till four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I'm talking uh, about like a week ago. I'm a grown ass man. And still my overactive imagination does that shit. So just scared. watch it in the morning and then watch a bunch of SpongeBob and like wash it away. Jesus Christ, Travis. Is it, is, is it, just, is it just Nickelodeon programming for you from this point on? Listen, I have I have a very particular set of tastes, and it's basically like I only enjoy things for children. You've got actually, you got Jack disease, like but culturally, yeah. I actually like that. Uh, I I actually like that chaser idea of you watch something, but then you know you sneak a, a Gravity Falls or something like that in right after it. Someone's gonna pick your spirits right up. And uh, 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 Parks and Rec is great for this. What's Antiques Roadshow. Okay, well, no, but sure. Oh, see, I only enjoy things for uh, five-year-olds or 85-year-olds. <laughs> That's what I think. Either I'm going to watch, like, um, Avatar The Last Airbender, or I'm going to watch, uh, you know, like, Property Brothers. Travis has both Jack and Benjamin Button. So some, mm-hmm. uh, you would think he was, like, right in the time of his life where he met in the middle and, like, carried himself like a grown-ass man. But no, because they both reversed and turned around, and now he's got... Benjamin Button and Jack on either side bookending mm-hmm. him, trapping him in a prison of his own creation. As I worked through grad school, I nanny for a beautiful one and a half year old girl. I love spending time with her, and I can't complain about the money. However, when I take her out in the town, I'm often confused for her mother. Should I try to let admirers know that she isn't my child? This has led to some awkward situations, like the time I responded to, what a beautiful baby you have, with, oh, she's not mine. I just found her like this. Well, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. Especially not with that inflection I just unintentionally gave you. Brothers, how can I let people know that I'm a nanny and not a mom without a call to the police? That's from Kidless in California. Might I suggest a broom and a carpet bag and an umbrella and not Wait. a broom. Okay. Because <laughs> I forgot what oh, Mary Poppins A witch's like. broom, an umbrella, <laughs> um, some steampunk goggles. Okay, I heard a uh, mariachi uh, hat. 
I heard aerobics and I heard a Mexican <laughs> restaurant. Okay, now I need a scenario. <laughs> Splitting up the chat. Okay, here we go. Um, how about, hey, how about number one nanny shirt? Shirt? Yeah, number one or nanny. visor, some kind of branding. Can we, is this something, listen, uh, Facebook for me has become, well, a prison of my own creation. Um, so many things in your life are a prison of your own creation. And if you take a look around, uh, you're, you're really going to start to see the bars showing. But um, Facebook for me. But is that's liberation. That's the first step to liberation. Remember. Is, the con is on. The con is on. Realize you're already in a prison of your own creation. 90% of Facebook to me is advertisements for, uh, let's see, I got one this morning that's like, it's an Austin thing. You wouldn't understand it. Uh, or uh, don't worry, leave it up to Griffin McElroy. Like, it's like the fucking like, <laughs> books that your parents would get made for you. Like, Griffin's a six-year-old space astronaut. He's going to Mars to die. Like, those books that Facebook has basically become that for me. Are we missing out on a nanny-centric market of people who are fucking... How about this? Nanny and proud of nanny it. Nanny and proud nanny, of it. How about, nanny. No, you didn't let me finish. Nanny and proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> Put that shit on a shirt. If every nanny buys it, we're bajillionaires. What about a t-shirt that says, it's not my baby, gotta love me. Mm-hmm. Because uh, on because, the cultural aspect. And then on the back, because I'm a nanny and I love it. <laughs> and I'm very proud. <laughs> I can't stress enough the pride I feel with completing a good job of watching this child that's not mine. How about front side? I'm not a boo-boo nanny. And then on the back side, just, I'm just a regular nanny and I'm, I love it. You <laughs> love it you, so damn much. You can't spell awesome without au pair. <laughs> you can't spell awesome pair without au pair, kind of, and even kind then of. not. And even then it's a stretch. You can't you can't spell Australian pair without au pair. There we go. Maybe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Might allow. be a bit of a reach. Are you Australian? I think there's some symbols like an umlaut or French umlaut on there. Can you change something? about the baby to make it clear that you two are not related. Can you make the baby a different race than you? Can you re-roll the baby? Can, Can you, you change the baby's characteristics? Is it too late to respec this baby? <laughs> we just changed We just changed Drew from a shaman to a druid, so I don't think it's outside the realm of possibilities that maybe your baby is now a ranger. Oh, I can tell this isn't your baby. It's a tiefling. It's a, this is a tiefling baby, I understand. Justin, hold on, because we did gloss over it. Did you just maybe suggest baby blackface? <laughs> I don't think I definitely did. I think it's maybe open to interpretation what you said, and perhaps my interpretation is just one of many, because there's a lot of beautiful races out there. Um, yeah. I think that I think that this is a situation a lot like when people say like, hey, how's it going? All you got to say when they're like, oh, what a beautiful little girl. Just say, thank you. I, I don't think you need to say like, she's not my, oh, I don't want to mislead you. This isn't my baby. Like, okay, yeah, cool, super cool. Like, um, I don't so really like care. like a business transaction where that in information becomes important, like you're selling it. Like, I don't think that- You're and, selling and the point, baby? Why are you selling the baby? That's like the worst au pair, au pairing- that you could do. There's the, that's like number one of the three laws of opairing. Don't sell the don't kid. Don't sell the <laughs> don't kid. Don't sell the kid. You can't harm the kid unless the kid asks you to harm it. I have to reread Isaac Asimov because I've forgotten the rest. I and also, look like, out. It's Will Smith. Uh-oh. I feel like I would be and a, He's got a baby arm. The kid is Alan Tudyk. 
Do you guys think I would be a good au pair? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I feel that in my heart that like that would have been a good career path. If for me. if 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 the baby just wants to chill. I think if the baby wants to oh, if the baby true. wants to sketch up on a skateboard and do some truck tricks. Hey, Uncle Justin, it's time to get active. I, I, uh, I don't I, I, listen, think so. All right, our first activity is why don't you bring me a laptop and load up to monster.com for me? Because I'm going to need a new career path. I actually did that when I babysat. Uh, when I babysat and the kid was like, I'm going to go outside and play basketball. I'm like, or we could watch SpongeBob. What would you think about that, huh? Oh, a little man. on the couch time? Not going outside? couch time for you and me. You know, we can go on a couch adventure, use our imaginations. We can go wherever you want. Like, I want to go to the park. I want to play in no. the creek in the park. It's like it's like around the corner. It's like one block over, we can go to the park and just like throw a frisbee around. Or we can go on a couch mind adventure and we could pretend that we're in a park throwing frisbee. But like we could easily super do that thing. <laughs> and it would be like super duper easy. It would be. If you love. If you love nature so much, why don't you check out the Phoenix on my computer? Because this is Phoenix Online, and I'm going back to college. I love that Justin's, Justin's imagining of him being on a career path involves him quitting that job. So deep are those roots in Justin's mind. Yeah. So deep are Justin's commitment issues to a career path. Yeah, just completely. Yeah, I can't be that. I can't find... Well, how are you going to advertise that you want a less active kid? Like, do you know Brayden? Do you know Brayden? <laughs> Is your kid less active than Brayden? Then have I got a au pair for you? Wait, are there two of you? Why did you emphasize pair? It'll, it'll seem like that. That's how good I am at it. That you'll wonder if there's an au pair of that, me. That man is sitting and playing video games on his couch so good, it looks like there's two of him. That guy's. That, that man is watching TV with kids and actually secretly scrolling pornography on his phone. Justin. He's the He's, worst in a lot of ways. He's super bad. Wait a minute. Is there one or two of him? He sucks so much. I hope it's only one because he's terrible. This shithead is so shitty, I'm seeing double vision. <laughs> this kind of incompetence can't be contained in one corporeal form, you'll say to yourself. <laughs> uh, let's get my time. I want to tell you all about blueapron.com. Blue Apron is like one of, uh, it has literally changed my life. And I, I say that and you're going to sound like I'm blowing, uh, blowing smoke. But uh, Blue Apron is a service where you sign up and every week they'll send you meals in the mail. All the ingredients you'll need to make a meal, I should say, because it's not done for you. You've got to meet them halfway on this. They'll uh, send you fresh Delicious meals that are easy to make for $9.99 a meal. It's a refrigerated box uh, with with the meat, the spices, the vegetables, everything you'll need. Uh, and it's a different thing every time. The reason I say it's changed my life is they uh, there are well balanced meals, um, and and I and that's always the part for me at dinner time is figuring out like you know you're tired, you don't want to put the time in to like drive into the store and all that stuff, so you get a pizza, or you get something unhealthy with blue apron it's settled for you you know what you have to do and it's all there ready for you to start uh digging into so it's a like a really great healthy option most meals are only 500 to 700 calories per serving we're talking about stuff like uh let's see what did i have uh this week i got lamb shawarma yeah Ooh, yeah that sounds awesome oh we yeah. did that too kind of dip good. into that 
last uh, last week I had some uh, 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 beef lo mein in like an orange sauce with guy lan on it, and I actually get a lot of vegetables in Blue Apron Box that I could not buy locally. I mean, and that's the cool thing is not only are you getting the main dish, but it also includes a side dish as well. So with the shawarma, there was a radish salad. And like we did, uh, we did crispy chicken thighs and like a whole separate other side dish, and it was ridiculous how good it was. Like, if it's so much food, and it's only nine ninety nine per meal. So if you want to try it, you're gonna go to blueapron.com/slash/mybrother, and you can get two meals for free by going to blueapron.com/slash/mybrother. That address one more time: blueapron.com/slash/mybrother. Um, here's the thing, guys: when you're not eating delicious food from Blue Apron. You're going to be wearing underwear. Sometimes those may even cross over. It's impossible well, to say. No, I cook bottomless because I like to feel the air on me while I'm expressing myself culinarily. And I'm saying this and I'm thinking about like grease splatter and I'm uncomfortable. Um, That's why you have to wear one of those big like Irish thick knit sweaters, cable knit, so it hangs down to like your knees. It's and kind that's of adorable. a sexy look for a boy. Yeah. Um, I want to tell you guys about the best underwear you can buy, and that is, of course, MeUndies. Uh, MeUndies is the most comfortable underwear that exists in the world. Uh, they're dedicated to offering you uh, comfy undies that fit great, they don't ride up, and they actually pull moisture away from your skin so you're cool all day long. Uh, I wore them almost exclusively down in Nolens, and that swamp water didn't get anywhere near my zone. Stay out of there, swamp water. <laughs> I have a certain barometric level. I prefer to keep things down there, and MeUndies got me. Um, they're environmentally friendly. They have cool styles for both men and women. They look great. Go to MeUndies.com, and you can look at pictures of people wearing underwear. And they look great, and the underwear looks great, and you can own them. Uh, if you go to MeUndies.com slash brother, you can get 20% off your first order and free shipping on that order. No kidding. It's the best underwear that exists. Treat, treat yourself to it um, because you, you won't regret it. We have a message for Lydia Syphilis Diller Carlton. Oh, Jesus. Uh, okay. And it's from Edwin Doublefist. I, I feel like you didn't nail the, the emphasis there. Let me try. Lydia Syphilis Diller. No, 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 no. no. Lydia Syphilis Diller. Oh, okay. I see. There you go. Uh, Carlton uh, from Edwin Doublefist Zuniga. Yeah, I probably nailed it. Happy birthday to the truest friend a long-haired kid from the streets of L.A. could have. Sorry the end of 2014 sucked, but together we'll avoid lebonking it in 2015. Looking forward to fire pits, dice rolling, pasta necklaces, judging young kids at the rock and roll shows, and slapping Fugazi songs on my belly in the years to come. (laughs) Keep it streets, Elsie. Wow. Sometimes I just feel like I have this open wind. Like, it's almost like you're driving past... And you stare in people's windows and you think, like, I saw something I'm not meant to see. Yeah, driving past. Not, like, looking in for a long period of time. Not, like, stopping, like, oh, wait, hold on. Let me listen to that belly slap. Is that Fugazi? Mm. Is that Fugazi or is that pavement? I can't. You know, some people will say that the only way to listen to music is on vinyl. But I think the only way to listen to music is on belly slap. I actually. On Edwin's belly. I like to take two seven-inch LPs and I use those as circular drumsticks against my belly fat. I do Uh, it against other people no matter how much they ask me to stop. Got a message for Charles R. This is a fucking name. Charles R. Mountain from Caitlin. 
says, happy birthday, Chip. <laughs> Sorry. Well, hey, you Sorry, can't. Caitlin, do you mean Charles R. Mountain? We'll accept Chuck Mountain and also The Mountain. And that's mm-hmm. it. That's it. I know you thought your birthday present would be a personal message for the Macroy brothers, but that wouldn't be a surprise at all. Instead, I got you a large frame photo of Orb winning the Kentucky Derby. To redeem, mention coupon code Orb is two steel drums. <laughs> he is. He really is. He is. Uh, well, happy birthday, the mountain. Yes. Or Charles or Chuck Mountain. I don't think there's any gift that anybody could give you that's better than, than if your parents already gave. You, which is Enjoy Chuck Mountain. Enjoy walking the land and spreading the good word. Mastering all you survey, Chuck Mountain. Hi, I'm Julie Sabatier, host of Rendered. It's a show about making meaning and breaking rules. We're answering important questions like, can you build a spacesuit in your living room? I went to my brother's place in Beaverton and um, he has a swimming pool and I pressurized the suit and sat down there underwater for about 10 minutes. The thing that I had built was supporting my life. That felt really good. What does it sound like when you play a polka record through a styrofoam cup? And what happens when an airport carpet gains a cult following? Oh my goodness, the carpet has an Instagram. Check out Rendered now at MaximumFun.org or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Uh, do you guys want a Yahoo? Yes. Uh, yeah, please. Uh, this one was sent in by Game Recognized Game, Rachel Sperling. Thank you, Rachel. It's by... What was that? That was uh, just the drum beat of like when a basketball team enters. I was hoping somebody would do like the synthesizer. And which name name me three basketball teams? It's not the LA Lakers, the Wizards, the Bulls, and the Spurs. Okay, someone knows their shit. Uh, This anonymous user asked this question in the pregnancy and parenting trying to conceive category. Would your semen be able to leave the moon? If you ejaculated while standing on the moon. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry, it's showing up on the radar. It's coming hard and fast, and it's not breaking up in the atmosphere. Armageddon 2. We gotta stop this jizz. I don't want to close my eyes. <laughs> but I probably should. I should, because this sucks. With your semen, you're on the moon. You blast off some dude juice, and it... Whoosh! I it's think a, you've created a new enter, astral body. It would enter like it would become a moon to the moon, wouldn't it? At that point, like it would enter. <laughs> it would have its orbit. own orbit. Yeah. Uh huh. The tiniest comet. A little comet. It comes around every seventy years, and I your kids look up with it, their their future telescopes and say, "Dad, is that Hale-Bopp comet too?" And you say, "Yeah, it is." And I have a secret that I've never told anyone. As my jizz. I guess the real question in this scenario is like, how? what mechanism did you come up with to have your wiener out that it didn't freeze off in the void of space? A mitten. <laughs> Put a mitten over that. Of course. I don't see what's so hard to understand about that. <laughs> Whoosh. There it goes. Got you, little guy. It can fly. It'll take trillions of years. As it travels out of our solar system, goes through the <gasps> interstellar black hole, comes out the other end. It's trillions of light years away from our Earth as we know it. And then to a, a derelict part of space where it's just no life has formed. And then my dude juice explodes. 
What if that's and what becomes that's a son? Oh my god! And that's the newest game from me, Peter Molyneux. <laughs> that is how. This is the opening moments, and then from that point, you take one ounce of the dude juice to to portray to go to every corner of the solar system. Uh, and this, this is the game that I've made for you, Peter Molyneux. It has the most upsetting connect controls that you've ever... You will never be more upset by connect controls. Graphical fidelity so rich you'll wish it wasn't. And there it goes, off on its own adventure. I'm just thinking about the departure. And just mm-hmm. like two, two, one astronaut watching another one, and it's like this isn't, this isn't this weird. Is this is science. Control to me, Tom. And then it's like, stop. whoosh, my own little spaceship of my own, going on an interstellar journey. There and there it goes. Salute it as it escapes the orbit. Whoosh, but then Uh-oh. it forms, it, it runs into an astronoid, astronoid. And then it sticks to all the asteroids together. I don't know why the scientists keep making asteroids. All the asteroids because they love stuck pizza. together, and then it alters the orbit of this new planet you've created, and it crashes into our planet, and that's Melancholia too. Lars von mm-hmm. Trier, he's mixing all of his genres together. It's a spatial sex horror romp. And I call it Ghostbusters 3. You're right, everybody. <laughs> I just made it very bad. Made a bad film. That's me. Lars von Trier. That's <laughs> right. And that's of Ghostbusters 3. And that's what I sound like. <laughs> the classic My Brother, My Brother and Me bit. What does Justin think people sound like? Hi, I'm Lars von Trier. This is me. Did you guys see Antichrist? Pretty fucked up, huh? may remember the way my voice sounds from the time that I tried to sound like Peter Molyneux 10 minutes ago. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I fall asleep without trouble, only to be slowly woken up by a song, usually at about 4 a.m. Today, it's Starship. This happens almost every night. I've tried putting on ambient music or white noise, but it only makes mbop even louder. Do you have any ideas about what I can do? Save me. We built this city. From this terrible, we built this city on rock and roll. Waking nightmare. Sleepless in Portland, not Seattle. I'm confused. Yeah, me too. Where's Does the music coming from? this ever happen to you? From? No, I'm, I don't understand. It, you find the source so- of the music and you ask them to shut it down. Like, I don't understand. No, it's in your that? head. Or is it in your head? That's the thing. What they're saying is they have a song stuck in their head. So this happened to me with um, Bastille's Pompeii for oh, literally yes. three weeks. Where oh, like I would God. be woken up from a dead sleep with in my head. You're talking about Tarzan like, Boy too. It was so yeah. catchy. Um, yeah, I got, I got Pompeii in my head really bad. I think everyone on this call will remember the grim few days uh, in February of 2015 where we were all in confined spaces for a weekend and I had uh, not even the chorus of Genuine's Pony stuck in my head but just the very beginning sounds. The opening strains. The opening strains. The pony preface. 
Um, yeah. And I actually, I've, I looked up the lyrics later uh-huh. and was retroactively horrified by what I'd been so like. This is, this is a great opportunity for us to talk about the lyrics of Pony in a frank and safe environment. Um, <laughs> because this is a fun game. If you're I listening at home, you've up. certainly heard the song Pony millions and millions of times. Go ahead and say the first few words they of the chorus. reference it on Parks and Rec. He sings uh-huh. it at Little I Sebastian played it at my funeral. wedding. I played it at my wedding and I danced with my nanny to it. But go ahead so and try and figure out the first Let's just go ahead and, and talk about this. By the way, this is the rest of the show. So if you don't want to spoil Genuine's Pony for yourself, uh, then then you want to skip ahead to the end. Here are, let's like just if you have a song stuck in your head, by the way, just try to get it out. Get over it. Go on. Okay, deuce. Uh, listen to the song. Actually, listen to the song. That's what did it for me. Uh, you have to listen because if you get halfway through something that's when it gets stuck so you have to like finish it yep and then stop listening to it instead of midstream because your brain gets hung up on things that are unfinished um and it wants to complete the loop there's a lot of game design based around that anyway i'm just a bachelor okay looking for a partner beautiful i'm loving it so far this is very romantic yeah so far this is good Someone who knows how to ride mm. without even falling off. Maybe well, he literally are you, means horseback riding. Hold on. Are you having a problem with people falling off of your pee-pee in, <laughs> during sex? Because She's it's really so, bad at riding. She or you're very herself. Are you are you bucking down there? What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. I'm it's so I'm very slippery. I'm very slippery. Uh I'm not a God. sex time like master. But I, 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 you don't buck. Nobody falls. Uh, gotta be compatible. Takes me to my limits. Mm-hmm. Girl, when I break you off, mm. I promise that you won't want to get off. Mm. All right? You're starting to confuse some of your... Uh, okay, but then he... Just before you can, like, contemplate that line, he gets... Like, in case you've been somehow confused... By the layers, is of, it horses uh, uh, or is it illusion? Fucking? Right, is it horses or is it fucking? Genuine uh, dispels any any of that lingering uh, doubt by saying, "If you're horny, mm-hmm. let's do it. <laughs> Ride it, my pony." But he could be being he could be being very um, obtuse there, and he could be he could be just speaking poetically. If you're super horny to ride uh, a horse. Ah, man, because that's me, like, basically every day I'm super horny to ride a horse. Mm Mm-hmm. In the more general parlance, not the specific, not the literal horny, but the the new vernacular horny. Like, I'm really horny to try this burger. Yeah, I'm horny. I don't want to fuck this burger. Right, no one would want to fuck a burger. But I will. (laughs) I will if you need me to. (laughs) If I have to. If it's going to get me this job, I'll, yeah, sure. Um, listen, I'm going to be devil's advocate here. That's what it's going to take to sell you this car. I'm going to be devil's advocate here because I feel like people have oversexed this song way too much, and I am still right. unconvinced it's not about horses. What a, a pretty fun interpretation of this song is that Genuine has never had sex in his life <laughs> and doesn't know the things that happen in it. So he imagines that maybe falling off is a problem or maybe someone gets broken off at a certain point. Or like if it's and not compatible because like yours is kind of shaped like this and hers is kind of shaped like that. I, it's like, well, I'm not going to fit in some there. Some people have it's a, a square penis. hole, round peg. I don't know. I'm, uh, what do you say before you do it? Probably something like, like really direct. Like if you're horny, let's do it. Do you think that's how people have sex together? Like they say that? I, don't I can't know. think of sense. literally any other introduction to the act. Yeah. Then um, I'm going to kiss your butt. You're going to kiss my butt? <laughs> Because uh, that's then, is that what you <laughs> gonna pinch your elbows now? <laughs> what I I don't think 
And then he thinks saddles are involved. My saddle's mm. waiting. Come and jump on it. Now, here's what here's where I think my theory is 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 reinforced. In the next section of Genuine's Pony, he has completely exhausted any like imagined sexual prowess that he has and says the lines sitting here flossing mm-hmm. peeping he... your peeping your stilo. He's sitting here flossing. Yeah, he knows about oral hygiene. He's got a fucking right? amazing smile. So I'm not right. so surprised about that. Uh, is peeping your yeah. peeping your Steelix. He's looking over their Pokemon collection. So like, yes. I'm again, I'm on board. Is it possible he's so deep into pony play that when he says like you're falling off and like my saddle is ready, he's being literal. Like if you want to do this, put a saddle on me, ride me around the apartment, we'll do a horseback ride. Fall off. And then nine months later, you'll poop a baby out of your butt, I think. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Uh, he, there's some more vague, vague allusions to the sex act uh, uh, culminating in send chills up and down your spine, mm-hmm. juices flowing down your thigh, which I think we can all agree they is sweat fairly, from the, from the saddle. Dire- from the saddle. I got the sweaty thighs from this saddle. I need a bigger saddle that has, uh, that I breathes. Here is the next, the last section of this song, and he starts, he grabs the reins of this fucking crazy metaphor and just steers it into a shopping mall and is just <laughs> ran, like knocking over trash cans, cannot keep it on the rails. Here are the last lines of the song. If we're going to get nasty, baby, first we'll show and tell. Okay, so metaphorically, what you've done is you've taken us into a classroom where we're going to show and tell about the things that we're about to do. Wait, and what are those things? Show our genitals and tell about Tell them? about our genitals. This is my and penis. His name is Steve. This is penis. What is this? <laughs> tell me. What do you call this? Till I reach your ponytail. Okay, so now you've like conflated ponytails with ponytails. And maybe another, and there's definitely like an animalia layer. He might like, actually mean like a ponytail butt plug from Extreme Restraints. Or he, he thinks he may very well. that he's going to go so deep in that vagina, he's going to reach her butt again, <laughs> proving that I don't think he understands what's <laughs> up down there. Is that Genuine's hand coming out from underneath your ponytail like that one scene in The Grudge? <laughs> yes, it is. He's deep inside of <laughs> He then says, lurk all over and through Ooh. you, baby. He's going to go lurk on a magic school bus adventure <laughs> through your vagina tube until he takes the butt exit. <laughs> he's going to lurk. But he says he'll lurk. How are you going to lurk through someone? What's wrong? Hey, what's wrong? You seem uh, distressed. Yeah, my stomach is really hurting. It might be I had some Mediterranean food and I don't usually handle that well. Or possibly genuine's on a magic school bus adventure inside. And he's lurking around my lurking insides. Lurking around oh, all over and through me. And then he gets that, like, he, he tries to bring the metaphor back around. He says... Until I reach your stream, okay, okay, you'll be on my jockey team. Sure. What are you even saying? Like, I don't even understand metaphorically what you're trying to get across anymore. Well, the stream is a metaphor for the fact that he can lead her to his penis but can't make her drink. And then Gross. the jockey team, she's going to be on the team of people riding that, him. Apparently? For competition. 
He is not making her feel special. Maybe he says jockey team because he feels like he had to rhyme with stream. But honestly, genuine, that's a restriction. That's a self-made prison, man. Yeah. Look around. That's a, that's a prison you made for yourself. Stream didn't make any sense in context. You've had no I mean, water also, related. Again, genuine. You did say earlier that she was the one with a ponytail, and mm-hmm. if that's the case, she's a pony, and ponies don't ride other fucking ponies on have races and line? shit. How about this line? I don't want you to think I'm a player. I'm going to make you my only mare. That's then, beautiful. That's fine. That's but then you have a, you have just confessed that you have a team of people. That are unsuccessfully riding on you because you won't stop fucking bucking them off. Well, <laughs> you have to have some backups because that's how he thinks sex works. She, well, what he's saying is she's going to have to work his way up the jockey team because you don't just start the jockey <laughs> off in like first position. You get position. in on the ground floor. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to welcome you team. to the line. And if you can prove that you're better than Jimmy and Steve and Susan and little Jimmy, then you can be at the head of the jockey team. But until then, but until if you're then, horny, uh, let's do it. You gotta muck my stable, if you know what I mean. If you know what I'm saying. I wish he threw out more metaphor than. Oh, there's so sense. many things that he could do. I'll let you shoe me. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, what does that In- mean? Inspect them, my teeth girl, looking <laughs> for gum health. It'll be there, because I floss awesome. <laughs> An apple. Two apples, third apple, I'll eat them. I'm pulling your carriage. I pooped on the street and the Shriners rode through it. He's in a parade in this metaphor. Sure. I'm with you. Well, that really was the rest of the show. I told you. I knew. I sensed it. I sensed it coming. Thank you so much to MeUndies for sponsoring our program. A reminder, you can go to MeUndies.com slash brother and get 20% off your first order. I guarantee both of our advertisers are going to significantly improve the quality of your life. Who's the other one, Griffin? Uh, the other one is Blue Apron. Blue Apron, you can go there and you can get uh, delicious ingredients to cook your own delicious meals at home. It's $9.99 uh, per meal. Uh, but we can save you a little bit off that if you go to uh, blueapron.com slash mybrother. You will get your first two meals free. Uh, also, Max Fun Drive is coming up. It starts on the 16th and goes for two weeks. Um, we've, I mean, this will be our fourth, I think. But if you're new to the show or new to the network, Max Fun Drive is our opportunity to give you some of like, the best shows of the year. Um, and it's also your chance to become a sponsor, a donor of My Brother, My Brother and Me and other great MaximumFun.org podcasts. And you'll get some great gifts for becoming a donor or upgrading your donation. You also get bonus episodes. And uh, I, I can only speak for My Brother, My Brother and Me and The Adventure Zone, but they're fucking good. You won't want to miss those. So, uh, wow. I mean, I don't know. I did. I wasn't sitting in on the Sawbones or the Bunker Buddies bonus episodes. I don't know the what Bunker kind of Bunker Buddies one was bring. super fun. Or how was how was Sawbones? I haven't done it, but will. It's it, gonna be good. It'll though. be real good. It's gonna be great. Uh, uh, also, I'm gonna let you know there's a couple more tickets left. I think there's only a few for Milwaukee and a little bit more for Chicago, but they're going really, really quickly uh, for our live show. So go to it's bit.ly forward slash mbmbm Chicago. And the other one is uh, bit.ly forward slash M-B-M-B-A-M-M-I-L. I want to thank John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song, It's a Departure, off the album Putting the Days to Bed. Uh, terrific album. I was actually listening to it uh, this morning because it got a little chilly here in Austin. And it's a nice cold weather buddy. Uh, but it's also a warm weather buddy. 
Uh, it's it's completely arbitrary what type of weather it is. Just buy the album and listen to it. It's great. Uh, I also um, want to say, uh, so we got a, or I did at least, from Rob Toner in the uh, L.A. Uh, P.O. Box. Rob sent me two Mordecai posters. Oh, God. And they're the gigantic ones, the one of Johnny Depp and the one of Gwyneth Paltrow with a Oh, mustache. sure, yes. I know them well. Oh, they're so wonderful. I'm going to put them up in my home. Um, uh, the P.O. Box for the L.A., the, the West Coast, is P.O. Box 341769, Los Angeles, California, 90034. Speaking of, uh, super quick, I want to just blow through these because I want to thank people for the great uh, things they got us for Candle Nights. And I've had this stack of stuff next to my desk for literally three months. And so just let me say it. Uh, Andy sent me Disciple the Joystick podcast. Thank you so much, Andy. Oz and Ben sent us a beautiful uh, greeting card. We got one from Lead Beaters here. Uh, we got uh, Pickles from Scottsdale. Got a Game of Horse Sense from Reed. A t-shirt and CD. Uh, Kate and uh, Carl Sticker Factory. And Sean Sleeps Naked is the name of that CD. Uh, Andy got me Power Factor on CD. Uh, uh, we got a beautiful postcard from Nodder Sessions. Scientists, those words don't make any sense. A postcard from Eric in California from Rome, which is beautiful. A postcard from uh, Dennis R. from uh, San Francisco, that's beautiful. A lovely uh, Christmas card from Brian and Katharina. Another one from uh, The Hills, which is just lovely. Everybody's got beautiful families. Uh, the Vandenbrooks send us one. They, they have a beautiful family. Um, I'm happy to report. Uh, Ooh, I was worried. I know. You were. Thank you, Brian, for the lovely note and the, the, the Adventure Zone uh, gifts. Thank you to George Zimmerman. For the very kind note and congratulations to Fallon Wisdom, Talon Wisdom, excuse me, Talon Wisdom for graduating college. Thank you, Lindsay, for the beautiful gift uh, that you get, send to us. Jennifer and Laura, thank you for the wedding invite. Uh, thank you to Nikita for the Jimmy Buffett book. Thank you to uh, Save the Date from Rachel and Chris. That's very kind of you. We've got a, uh, a beautiful uh, postcard from India. Thanks to Anne for that. And finally, lastly, uh, 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 a dice bag from Trevor Dearborn that he fashioned for us himself. Ooh. These chain link dice bags. I'll have to get you Oh, guys. sweet. Yeah. So that I know that was – sorry, everybody, but thank you to everyone who sent us stuff because – it really is so very kind of you. We yeah, thank you it. all very much. Uh, got a final uh, Yadru answer here from level 9,000. Yadru, Drew, Drew Davenport. Uh, thank you, Drew. Uh, this is by a suspended Yahoo Answers user who asks, Where and how can I get a life like Kesha's? I want a life like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Charles McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, me. Kiss your dad. Square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Oh, hey there, everybody. I'm Guy Branham, and welcome to Pop Rocket, a new weekly show picking over the pop culture we all love to love. 
With me to talk TV, film, music, and anything else entertaining, our journalist Margaret Wobbler, academic, writer, and DJ Oliver Wang, digital strategist Winter Mitchell, and comedian Santina Muha. It's an intellectual and incredibly snark-filled discussion about pop culture by five cranky Hollywood 30-somethings. No name-calling, no rudeness, just straight talk and a lot of role-play. I'm only 30-something for another year. Me too. And I don't <laughs> tell anybody I'm 30-something. Pop Rocket comes out every week from MaximumFun.org. <laughs>